Good evening, Altoona Regular Baptist Church, and welcome. It is Sunday, June 7th, and this is our evening service. If you've been following along at all, you'll know that on, on Sunday mornings we've been working our way through the book of John. And one of the reasons why John wrote, in fact, the main reason, as he says in the book, is that you might believe. The book of John is written that we might believe that Jesus is the Son of God. But the question might come up, what does that mean for me? That's good and all, but, but what does that mean for me? So this evening, what I wanted to do is I want to walk through quickly what is known as the Romans Road. There are verses throughout the book of Romans that, that, that taken together unfold very clearly the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel is the good news. It's the good news that, that God loves us. Just a few weeks ago, we were in John 3.16 in our Sunday morning service, and, and we saw that for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him may not perish. That's the gospel. It's the good news that Jesus loves you so much that He sent His Son to die on the cross for your sins, to bear your penalty, to give you life if you but believe. And we'll see that this evening as we walk our way through these verses. As I mentioned, the Romans Road are verses throughout the book of Romans. And they unfold for us the need for salvation, the way of salvation, and the result of salvation. So let's open with a word of prayer and then we'll jump into these verses. Father, we praise you this evening for the gospel for the good news of Jesus Christ, for those who have brought the good news to us. Even, if I, even as I think back on my life, my, my parents and, and my teachers, my family, my friends, those who, who loved me enough to come alongside me and to tell me about a Savior, a God who loves me. I pray this evening as we look at these verses that your spirit would work through your word. you would accomplish your purpose, that the gospel would go forth in power. And even if there's someone listening who, who's never trusted in Christ, maybe even tonight they would turn from their sins and turn to Christ. Truly our desire is that you would be lifted up in this time. Guide my thoughts and my words. Help me to be clear and authoritative as I proclaim your word. And pray all this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. As I mentioned, the gospel is good news, but it starts with bad news. See, the gospel is the way of salvation. It's how to be saved in Christ. But to be saved, you need to be saved from something. And what is that? Well, the Romans Road typically starts in Romans 3.23, where it says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All have sinned. 
If I was in front of a, a BBS or, or some group of kids and, and I was presenting the gospel, I'd say, all right, raise your hand if you're part of all. We're all a part of all. We have all sinned. Every single one of us have sinned. And that sin separates us from God. Because of that sin, we fall short of the, the glory of God. We are sinners. We have acted contrary to who God is. We've offended a holy God. Isaiah 53, 1-6, a passage in the Old Testament, puts it this way, All we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone to our own way. The picture there is of a, a, a herd, and you've got these sheep who aren't very smart, and as the herd is going on, one sheep wanders off. He goes his own way. What the writer is saying here is that we've all done that. We've all gone our own way. We've strayed from God. We are all sinners. I imagine this morning, this evening, if you're really honest with yourself, you don't need the Bible to tell you that you're a sinner. If we're honest with ourselves, I think we all know deep down, we all know that we're sinners. We all know that. But what you may not know is you may not know how big of a deal your sin is. You see, your sin is against a holy God. A just God. And because God is just, God cannot just overlook your sin. Sin must be punished. In fact, Romans 6.23, the next step on the Romans road says, For the wages of sin is death. We all know what a wage is. It's what you earn. It's what is rightfully yours. When I go in and I clock in and I do my time, I, I, I work hard, and then at the end of, of two weeks, whenever the pay period is, I get a check, a wage. That is rightfully mine. I have earned it. Sin has a wage. Sin has a wage that it pays to sinners, and that is death. Not just death in this life, eternal death, eternal separation from God, the God of life. That is what is rightfully mine. As a sinner, that is what I deserve. I deserve death. I deserve separation from God. You deserve that. But Romans 6.23 goes on. It doesn't stop there. It doesn't end in a hopeless place. The wages of sin is death, and that's it. That's all. As I mentioned before, the gospel is the good news, and through these first two verses, you might be saying, this doesn't sound like good news. The good news starts with bad news. And here comes the good news. You're a sinner. 
Your sins separate you from God. For you, 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 because of your sin, you're condemned to death. But, Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God, the free gift of God, is eternal life in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Sin leads to death, but God has given a free gift to us in Christ, and that free gift is life. And if you're following along, you might be saying, well, how do I get that? If it's a free gift that God has given me, how do I get it? What do I do if I am a sinner and, I, and I'm headed for, for death? If that is what is rightfully mine, if that's what I've earned, how do I get this life? So we take the next step in the Romans road to Romans 10, 9. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. This is where John 3, 16, one of the most famous verses in the Bible comes in. We talked about it earlier. For God so loved the world, for God so loved the world that was a sinful world, a world that had turned from him, a world that had rebelled against him. For God so loved that world that he sent his only son to die for that world. That those who believe in him might be saved. How to get saved, Romans 10.9. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. It's important to understand here, this is more than mere mental consent. It's more than saying, yes, I believe that Jesus lived, I believe Jesus died, I believe Jesus rose. The Bible says that even the demons believe that. They know that to be true. It's not just knowing it to be true, mentally consenting to it. It's total surrender. It's agreeing with God that I am a sinner and I need salvation. It's being disgusted from my sin and turning to God and saying, I am a sinner. I deserve death. I have no hope. I am falling on your mercy. I see what you have done for me in Christ and I, I believe that. I want that life. I trust. You believe in your heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead. You will be saved. Brothers and sisters, it's that simple. It's not, it's not about what you do. Notice it doesn't say if, if, you, if you believe Jesus and you do these good works. If you believe Jesus and you go to Bible college, if you believe Jesus and you, and you go to church faithfully, simply believe. God has done it all for you in Christ. That is what you have got to understand, that the gospel is all about what God has done for us. You can't deserve salvation. You can't earn salvation. What you deserve is death, but God has given it to you. It's a free gift if you will but believe. Romans 10.13 builds on Romans 10.9 says, Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. The salvation is a free gift to anyone. You, me. Regardless of where you are, regardless of what you've done, you can be saved from your sins if you will call on the name of the Lord. If you will turn from your sin and turn to God and say, I believe. 
I believe. The next step on the Romans road is to Romans 5.1. It says, therefore, having been justified by faith, justified is the idea of to have been declared righteous. It's God looking at a sinner who has trusted in Christ. And instead of seeing a sinner, he says, you're forgiven. You're right. You're clean in Christ. Your sin is gone. It's as if you've never done it. You have now been declared to be righteous, forgiven. You've been justified how? By works? No. Romans 5.1, having been justified by faith, by believing. So what does that look like then? What does that give me? You have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Peace. The God who you have offended the holy God who your sin offends and who condemns and your sin that condemns you to death. By faith in Christ, you have peace with that God. Romans 8.1 builds on it. Well, what does this mean for me? It means that there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. There is no more punishment. There is no more penalty. What was rightfully yours, that death, it's been taken care of. And there is no more punishment or penalty on you. God will not punish you for your sin. You've been forgiven. In fact, Romans 8, 38-39 builds on that. Not only is there now no more condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, there will never be. I am persuaded, Romans 8, 38-39, I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing, anything at all, there is nothing that exists outside of that list. None of them shall be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. If you have placed your faith in Christ, then you are forever in Christ. Your sins are forgiven. You're a child of God. This is the good news of the gospel. That you are a sinner. That your sin condemns you to death. But that God loves you so much that he sent his son to pay your penalty. To give you life. And that is why John wrote the book of John. He wrote the book of John that you might believe that Jesus Christ is that Savior. And that seeing that, you would then turn from your sin and you would turn to Christ. If you're watching this this evening, wherever you are, I would encourage you take that step. If you've never placed your faith in Christ, even right now. Bow your head and pray. And ask the Lord to save you. If you're not comfortable praying, it's fine. It's, 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 it's not about what you say, it's about what you believe. Just bow your head and tell God what we've just gone over. 
Confess to God that you are a sinner, that you know you deserve death. But then cry out for the mercy of God. That's who I am. That's what I deserve. But I know who you are. You're a God who loves to forgive me. You're a God who loves me so much you sent your son. I believe in Jesus. Father, forgive me. Save me. That's all it takes. It's simple faith. Will you but believe, even now? I would ask you if you do that, if you call on the name of the Lord, if you ask Him to save you, I would encourage you to reach out to Altoona Regular Baptist Church. You can find us on, if you Google, uh, or if you're a member here, reach out to us. And we'd love to connect you with someone who can then disciple you, can come alongside you and, and, and teach you and tell you more about what God has done for you in Christ and what is yours if you've placed your faith in Him. Maybe you're not quite ready to believe. Maybe you have questions. Contact me. I would love to sit down with you to take a copy of the Word of God, a Bible, and not, not pressure you, but simply answer your questions. Walk through that with you. I encourage you, please reach out to me if you have any questions. If you're already in Christ, if you, are, if, you, if you are someone who's already turned from your sin and turned to Christ, you're already a believer, I hope that this look at the Romans Road, this quick overview this evening, has been an encouragement to you. I hope that maybe it's, it's emboldened you. Maybe you feel more equipped to now go out and to make disciples, as we talked about last week at the beginning of John 4 and 2 Corinthians 5. And in Matthew 28, let us be a people. Let us as a church take the good news of the gospel that we've just quickly gotten over tonight to the world around us as ambassadors for Christ. Let's close with a word of prayer. Father, we cannot help but praise you for who you are cannot help but praise you for all that is ours in Christ. We look back on who we are and what we deserve. And then we look to the cross and we see the grace of God, the mercy of God poured out for us. And not only that, Father, but we look forward to what you have promised, to what you are doing. We cannot help but rejoice. Not help but praise you. Even this evening, I pray that some would turn from their sins and turn to Christ. That you would be honored in all that we do. In praise the name of Jesus Christ.